trending insurrection. Okay, I think that's really cool because I, I think that what you're saying is is really fun. That's awesome. So did he do something wrong? We have to disagree with this. I think that Samson redeemed himself and he asked for forgiveness and then God, you know, said, of course, you're forgiven, man. And then um, God, you know, because God is always redeeming. That's one thing. We don't really talk much about, about God on the show, but I will say this to you guys. No matter what you get into, <clears throat> evil will keep you in some place longer than you plan to stay. It will take you further than you plan to go. And it will cost you more than you thought you'd ever pay. What was that nonsense? What I was saying basically is that evil will screw you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. And I was also going to say that no matter what you get into, that good will save you if you change your ways and do the right thing. Uh, so... I don't know that that's entirely the case. It's not. Let me let me ask you this. You know that uh, Abraham was a righteous man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he alive? No. Well, I mean, he's not on Earth. Yeah. Is is uh, what about Samson? Is he still around? No. Okay. So what about the disciples? Like you get Peter, James, all those guys. What about they Paul? Were, they were all martyred. They all they are all they have all passed on. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, save you. Save you means. Not, not you won't live forever, meaning <laughs> while you're here, but eventually you will be saved. In other words, God is always trying to redeem you. A lot of people see God as a lot of people see God as a taskmaster <coughs> who is looking to to beat you down and destroy you for the evil that you do. But God's not that way. He's he's actually full of love and full of compassion full of affection for his and for his people yeah man so so no matter what you get into guys i mean what you get into never feel hopeless never feel that you're too evil for god to love i mean there's no such thing as you being too screwed up for god to un not only love you but unscrew you and put you back on the right path well i think the more important is to understand that uh if your life is not going the way you want it to it doesn't mean that one you've done anything wrong or two, that God doesn't care for you. Yeah. Um, in fact, if you look at, uh, you know, a, a study or a sampling of Scripture will kind of convince you that um, it is not necessarily, you know, we have this uh, this thing called prosperity doctrine, right? And people are out there saying if you serve God, and this is this is why I was kind of um, perking up a little bit when you were talking about if you know if you turn around, God will save you. And I'm like, well, you know, Willie. Um, but the thing is, he will, but not in the sense that people not think. Not physical sense. Sometimes, in other, in other words, if, when you do bad things, sometimes you got to get your comeuppance. You know. Well, even if you don't, oh, here's here's what I'm saying. Even if you don't do bad things, this world is full of pain, regardless. Yeah, that's regardless true. Regardless of what you do, you're going to suffer. So you yeah. could be almost perfect, and still will suffer. If you look at the life of Job, for instance, Job was a righteous man. He was a he would you know make sacrifices on the daily for his kids to make sure that if they had ever sinned that there would be something to cover that sin for them yeah, he was cool he was he was uh he was one of the men who cared most about what god thought and then he was struck in some of the most um terrible ways uh he was uh, everything that he had was taken from him his children were taken from him. 
his wife was not taken from him, but she wasn't necessarily a happy person for a little while. Uh, he was then well, you can't struck blame with. Her. She lost all the children. <laughs> He she lost all her money. Right. And he, she lost And her husband everything. was sick and dying. I understand. Uh, and and uh, Job himself was struck with horrible diseases. Yeah. He would lay in bed scraping the boils with the, you know, shards of clay. His friends came to him and said nothing for a while. And then they they made a mistake. What did you do, man? And they started talking. Yeah. And this is exactly what they said. The whole point of this story. Job, come on. Tell us, man. Seriously, you can tell us. God is forgiving if you just admit your sin. You know, it was it was basically the the first Inquisition. You know, the Inquisition was a uh, was just a sequel to the Friends of Job. Um, they said to him basically, "You are in such pain. You are being tortured." Um, and we know that God does not do this to a righteous man. You must have done something. You must have sinned against God in some egregious manner, some secret sin that you have that you won't tell us. Yeah. And growing up, I actually heard people try to figure out what that secret sin was. Uh, it's a, it's they didn't realize <laughs> he had not uh, sinned. He was cool. And one of the challenges that you, you run into, and I agree, I like what you're saying. And, and, uh, don't think that what I am saying is that if you live well, God will save you from every bad thing that will happen. That's not what I mean. I promise you he won't. Yeah, in fact, he, he will send bad things into your life. Well, I don't believe he does. That I don't believe. I believe, well, he, I believe he, will he, send, he will send things into your life that will hurt. Let me put it that way. I don't because even believe that. Because it doesn't that. necessarily, oh, I can promise you that. I don't believe that. I will I, tell you about I my believe, own life, and I, I can but guarantee God didn't you. send those things. Yeah, I, he did. No, I don't believe he did. He I showed me that. a sign and sent the thing that hurt me the most. No, okay, I don't believe God sent God doesn't send <laughs> evil to anyone. God he, never visits evil. I'm not saying it's evil. I'm saying it's painful. Well, okay, but not even that. I believe that the first thing you said <clears throat> is that the nature of this world is that if we walk out the door, we'll get, we're going to experience evil. So God doesn't have to send what's right. already there. Well, even if you don't walk out the door, I, well, it'll, it'll come to you. It'll, it'll come to you. I'll knock on your door. It, it, it seeps through the walls. Hey, it's you all. Who are you? Lou's uh -huh. outside. Oh, evil. <coughs> you know, I'm so, so you get that idea. But what I, what, what I would more say is that God allows things to happen to you for your own good. In other words, so as you're saying, I agree with you wholeheartedly, good things still happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. And so so there is... Well, but I mean, here's, here's what I'm saying is that when you are looking from your perspective, right? And I'm not talking about the overarching perspective at the yeah, moment. Yeah. I'm just talking about from your perspective. There will yeah. be these things that hurt and suck. And they will be terrible things that have happened. And God will have actually been the one who put them into your life. I do not believe so. I believe that God will work, can work all evil things to good. I believe that God, that the devil... It pleased God to bruise his own son. How do we think we will escape? Oh, okay. Once again, God is not bruising. God didn't bruise the, uh, 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 his own son. Uh, Satan did. It wasn't, God didn't have anything to do with that. In fact, the Bible says that when he was being crucified, that God hit his face. God wasn't doing it, but the devil was doing it. But, what, but yeah, the idea was for his son to be allowed to be bruised. In fact, the Bible says when they're talking about the devil and Satan in Genesis, that he shall 
uh, Adam and Satan, he said, you shall bruise his, you will bruise his head, but so, he will bruise your heel. So let's continue with the story of Job. And, and in the end, of course, God comes down and says to Job, hey, where were you when I formed the foundations of the earth? Yeah. And then he said, he went on to say, even though Satan moved me against you, yeah, you have not cursed my name. You have not uh, betrayed me. And here, that, that proves my point. God didn't do any of those things. Satan did all of it. In fact, Satan came to God again. He takes credit for it. He says, even though Satan moved me against moved you. Moved me, meaning moved. Remember Satan said, you have a hedge of protection on, on Job? Uh-huh. He moved his protection from him so Satan could do what he wants. That didn't mean God was doing it. That's very clear. The Bible It says that he moved his protection, and Satan said, good. Because when he didn't, remember in the, in the verse so, where it says. But here's what I'm saying. God is sovereign. Yeah. And God takes credit for all of the things that occurred. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he no, does. He, no. He says he says he takes credit for moving God's hand. He, moving his hand, but not for the evil that happened because God didn't mm. do it. God just allowed Satan to do what he wanted. Well, so, here's the thing. God um, determines when men die. Right? It's not... So, we... Yeah, I think so. We, for instance, um, if one of us were to kill the other, it would be murder and it would be evil. Yeah. But when God says, it, your time has finished, I'm not going to allow you to live any longer, that's his sovereign choice. He has the ability to make those decisions. Well, yes, he has the ability to allow the devil to kill you. The Bible says the devil cometh to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. It doesn't say God does. And well, so- I'll tell you I'll tell you what. The angel, the angel of the Lord, um, which, by the way, is the... Uh, Avenging angel, yeah. The, that's that's the same thing as the Holy Spirit. the The angel of the Lord, yeah. the translation of angel is the same as spirit. Yeah. Uh, so the spirit of the Lord came down during the uh, the plagues in yeah. Egypt and killed the firstborn of every single uh, house in Egypt. Not only that, the spirit of the Lord also with Elijah and Elisha, it also allowed it allowed. Uh, the angels came and destroyed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, so as I didn't say that God will not physically destroy you if you're an enemy of His purpose. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, but those are specific times. I'm saying that in general, because a lot of people, and this is why this is so important for me to, <clears throat> to talk about, because a lot of people feel that when bad stuff happens, that God is doing it and that God is testing you. God will never test you. He already knows the end from the beginning. Why would he have to test what he already knows? He, do, he, does, he knows what you're going to do. If an, anything happens to you, it's for you to re- know what you're going to do, to know what you need to pray for to get better. So when the Bible people say, oh, I'm being tested, you're not being tested. God <laughs> knows. In fact, God told, God wasn't testing Job. God said, I know that Job will serve me no matter what. And Satan said, let me test him. He said, okay, God already knew what Job was going to do because he exists outside of time. So the point is to say that God is testing me and he He's bringing these troubles on me. That's not really true because God already knows everything. He's omnipotent, all-knowing, so he doesn't need to test you to figure out what you're going to do in a bad situation. He wants you to know so you can ask for help. So you can ask. That's one of the, in Christendom, you hear that a lot. God is testing me. I'm going through a hard time. God is not testing you. God knows the answer already. You, I'm not. I'm not saying he's testing. No, I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm just right, saying right, right. that. You know, no, but I'm saying that uh, the, the things that happened. Yeah. The things that happen in these men's lives, yeah, God is taking credit for. No, He's not taking he he's, credit for that. Uh, he's taking for allowing it, but not for doing it. 
God so, didn't cut out Samson's eyes. God didn't cause him to go with Delilah. We have free choice. God didn't. Cho- th- th- no, no, no. I understand that. I understand that. I'm saying that. Um, and and. Um, oh, in other words, ultimately, because God, God created God the plan, stop. right? God planned all of these things. No, I don't even believe that. And put them. Well, did he plan the crucifixion of his son? Yes. Okay. Not well. Well, well no. Mm. I'll say well, here's why I say mm. no. I have a specific belief in this. Share with let me share with this belief with you. <laughs> okay, the Bible talks about prophetically what will happen. Uh huh. But just because he talks about what will happen does not mean that there's no choice for it to happen. When he told when he told Peter, you before the clock cl- clock crows you will deny me that was prophetic that wasn't predestined he simply said i know what's going to happen i can see the end from the beginning this is what you're going to do in this situation oh hey look at that there's all these uh wow there's all these like these uh these these hairs on the floor now that are just cut in two it's like you're splitting them right down the middle wow there you splitting go. Hair. I'm splitting here. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I mean, this is this is this this subject specifically is really me, is is real to me because when when you're talking with someone who's just lost a child, uh-huh. who's just lost all of their income, yeah, it's really take of their these family. These are these are extreme. But you see, here's the thing: those are emotional situations. Yeah, and, they and say, maybe the logic isn't going to be extremely um, well. You say useful, and they say God brought this to me. Yeah. God allowed these things to happen. God directed the world in such a way that, that, that I would lose my job and lose my and my kid would die in the car crash. And that's not God. God not do. God God didn't do that. And that's what I'm saying. Hmm. He doesn't visit evil upon anyone. Uh, he doesn't visit evil not that way. He'll allow because what happens is if God also does bad things, and I believe He allows the devil to beat people up. I agree, um, but I do not agree that He does necessarily bad things except. Is what he says. He does say that for people who know better, if you do not tithe an offering, the only time is that where where God says, "I will curse you mm-hmm. with a curse." So in that situation, God says, "I'm going to do something bad to you." Not the devil. He says, "I will. You are cursed with a curse. I will do it." But other than so, when somebody says a, a witch can't curse you, the only person in the Bible that can curse you. In fact, the Bible says if you don't honor your father, well, he, he was short, if you don't honor your mother and father, God says you'll have a shorter life. He will shorten your life. So there's certain things that God will do that he personally, as the creator who is sovereign, is doing to you. But as far as all the other calamity... After Adam and Eve go on sinned, God cursed the creation. Yeah. The whole world was yeah, cursed. That's right. So, I mean, we have now at least three separate examples of God cursing things. Yeah, he, and if that's what he said he would do. But right. he doesn't visit evil or temptation. God never brings temptation to you to see what you're going to do. That's, that's the only point I'm saying. So when, so when that woman comes to you and says, I'm married, and she shows you her cleavage, and she shows you a nice car and how gorgeous she is, and says, my husband's gone away, and, and you come on, hang out with me a little bit, we're going to have a good time, that's not God tempting you. That's, you know, when your boss says, I want to st- steal I understand up. that God does not bring temptation. I think here's the, here's the problem. I'm actually not p- 
putting Delilah in the category of temptation. She is, man. No. Dude, yeah. No, no. That's temptation, man. She's Samson, it, it actually says that Samson... So here's here's probably where you're getting a little confused. Samson did go... Wow, I'm confused. Wow. No, no, no. Uh, there, there, there's a... <laughs> I actually was just reading this a second ago while oh. you were doing something else. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Samson went to visit a harlot. And the men of Philistine said, uh, let's go get him. And so at about the about midnight, Samson decided to get up and he left and he tore the iron gates off yeah. of the wall and drug drug them up a hill and left the iron gates at the top of the hill. Now, the people of that city wanted to get Samson pretty bad. The Philistines wanted him. And they went to Delilah at that point and talked to her. Now, this is this is why I say there's some confusion here because you were saying that she was a prostitute. As it turns out, she's definitely not a prostitute. Okay, hold on. But she was not just mentioned in the uh, in the passage after the prostitute. Now, hear, hear carefully. Okay. Both Josephus uh-huh. and Pseudophilo both view her as a prostitute. I didn't get that from me. These are biblical historians no, who have the, said that it mm. says right, Delilah in Wikipedia it says Delilah is a woman mentioned in the 16th chapter of the book of Judges of the Hebrew Joseph, of the Hebrew whatever and it says Josephus and Josephus and Pseudo Philip both view Delilah as a Philistine and a prostitute. Josie Bridges <coughs> Snyder theorizes that this may be due to the fact that blah 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 so other no 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 story, you gotta you gotta tell me the blah 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 because look look up just look up Delilah and Wikipedia I'm saying that in other words the fact that I call her a prostitute right. is is <coughs> is kind is, it, but it's not supported by the text that's the problem yeah in other it's words Josephus was a historian yeah. but that doesn't mean that he was right about everything because he was a historian who was contemporary to Christ not contemporary to Samson yeah so yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what he thought about Samson I mean in other words. He could be just as wrong about Samson as he could about anything. Well, it does say that they offered her money to trick him. Yeah, they offered her 11,000 pieces to of su- silver. To, sub- to seduce yeah, him. Yeah, because that was... No, no, no. To find out... It said what, seduce him and find out. That's what it says. The book says to seduce him and find out. I just read it. I didn't see that. Well, I, I read it too, and that's what I saw. Okay. We love these discussions. <clears throat> but by the way, I am having... After this, it came... Time. I'm, I'm I'm glad you are. Got it. I, I'm I'm at it. And it's Judges sixteen chap, uh, chapter sixteen verse four. Seduce. And this it came about that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Go on. The lords of the Philistines came up to her and said, "Entice him and see where his great strength lies." Entice him means seduce in that in, in another version. Well, you're, says seduce. you know you may be right, and I just said that I just read it and I didn't read the word seduce, and I didn't read the word seduce, so. <laughs> you know how to entice a man. I am. Yeah, but you know what? This is. Um, it, it does not necessarily mean sleep with him, but at the same time, I don't have a problem with that. But it, in, so here's the question: They must. They 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 were they were, they were making love, man. They here's, were doing something. Okay, but here's the question: To say that she's a prostitute would, in my mind, is saying that she made a habit. Of sleeping with men for money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that that is supported by the text. No, it's not. Now, she may have had a relationship with Samson because they offered him a lot of money, but their goal wasn't to get Samson laid. Their goal was to find out what his weakness was. I got a joke. (laughs) How many times can you take money to sleep with a man 
before you're a prostitute. One or one hundred. <laughs> uh, listen. <laughs> does, it, does it just take once? Is it, can you like unprostitute yourself after the first time and say, "Well, I slept with that girl, but and she paid me a hundred dollars, <laughs> but I'm not a prostitute." <laughs> well, okay, but this is what I'm saying. Like, if it, let's say that. Um, <laughs> if you if you only do it once, then you're a wife. Uh, wow! wow. <laughs> no, but you know, I mean, think about. I was at this one service, and this crazy pastor said, "I have a lot of holes in my church. <clears throat> I have a lot of ex holes in my church." He said, "Don't get mad. At least the prostitute got some money for her sin." <laughs> you know, oh, actually, <laughs> he said, "At least she made something. You giving it away for free." <laughs> and, he said, and, he, and you know, and he laughed about it. And the people were angry. The women were angry at that church that day. But I mean, but the point you know, is, that you know, it's funny. You know what is even funnier is that God Himself made that argument about Israel and said, "At least, what the- are you doing? You're like, you're like a prostitute, but you're actually you're paying the men to sleep." <laughs> Yeah, like you're yeah. like a prostitute that pays men to sleep with her. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's backwards, it's, man. Exactly. It's ba- so, wow. I mean, at least that ar- that argument uh, <laughs> has validity. I will tell you that. Oh, that's something. So, I mean, so I mean, but I I, I, I kind of see. I see what you're saying, and and I have to allow for that. The fact is that God allows, and because God allows bad things to happen, we often we often see him as responsible for the things that happen because he has the hand to stop it. Well, now, I, I, let's let's put it this way. All right, let's go back to um, the Exodus and let's look at, uh, uh, who was it, Joseph, right? Yeah. Joseph uh, is sold into slavery by his brothers yeah, and go he on. goes through a terrible ordeal and then yeah. ends up um, second in charge over all of Egypt during the famine Stella, which is a seven-year famine. Now, he's, that's recorded both in the Bible and it's recorded um, that uh, who was it? Emotep was the second in charge over all of Egypt during the famine. Stella. Yeah. One of the things that uh, uh, is a mystery yeah. in uh, Egyptology at the moment is where they buried Emotep. His grave has not been found. Do you know where they ended up burying Emotep? Tell me. In Jerusalem, because Emotep and Joseph are the same person, and. Joseph was carried out of the out of uh, Egypt with the Israelites during the Exodus. Okay, now, so, but wait, 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 one more thing. This is the thing that is actually important to say, and that when his brothers found out who he was, that he was second in charge over all of Egypt, they were afraid. Yeah, and Joseph said to them, "Do not worry, because you did this for evil, but God intended this for good." Now, I'm not saying that God actually lets evil into our lives. I'm saying that God lets painful things into our lives that we do not appreciate and that perhaps we perceive as evil in the moment, but I'm saying that just because it's hurtful doesn't mean that it's necessarily bad for us. Okay, I'm going to allow that because you said let's and not said does. (laughs) First, I'll tell you a story. Well, one of the one of the uh, one of these guys was was speaking, and he said that he was talking about his mom, and he was at a at a at, a, at an electric stove, and it was shiny. He was a little kid, and his mom said, and he said, "Mom, can I touch that?" And he always she always told him no, but this one time she said, uh, "Yeah, you can touch it." <laughs> so he touched it, and he realized that he never wanted to do that again. So. She didn't. She let him touch it. She didn't 
force him to touch it. And I think God is the same way. He lets bad things happen to us. Some things that we do for ourselves. And there are other situations where, there are other times where I tried to do bad stuff, guys. I really did. I, with, I, with all my heart, I tried to do bad stuff. I planned it out. Dude, I, I planned it out uh-huh. ahead of time. Yeah. Um, I, I, I uh, put all my ducks in a row so I, so I could have a great time while I was doing it. And I, I, uh, I even wrote wrote the plans down. It was evil I was gonna do. Wait, wait, wait. You, no, that's a big mistake. You wrote it down. Yeah, only where I mean, no, only don't, where, you never write it down. Only where I could see it. You know what? Well, you never write it down. I wrote it down. I made a plan for it. Uh-huh. I, I, I got other people to come in with me and help me out with my evil. And I tried my best for the evil to do the bad thing that I was gonna do. Nothing really bad, guys. And it just didn't work out. <laughs> I just couldn't do it I just you know I'm the plans of man my plans just fail and I tried my best <clears throat> to do bad I believe that sometimes even sometimes every occasionally God will say look man I you know you know the saying the best uh, the best late, laid late plans of mice often go astray yeah you know yeah squeak you know and so I mean yeah I, I so I, there's there's situations where I believe God won't allow you to do certain things because, <laughs> because it'll just screw you up and he's like okay I'm gonna give him a break he doesn't know that I'm gonna stop you from doing this but like a mother pulling her hand away from the fire I'm gonna pull your hand away from this because if I don't you're gonna be really burnt badly beyond recovery and so sometimes I believe God does allow you to do bad stuff um, or, or he, and so other times he'll stop you because it's really bad by creating circumstances or by allowing circumstances to happen or by creating circumstances that block you from doing the bad thing you're gonna have an affair and and right before you have an affair, you see a show about marriage <laughs> and mm. commitment and a wedding, and you're like, oh, I can't do it, man. Oh man, I yeah, I believe that some of that is divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to steal something, and you see a show called Scared Straight. You know, or I have I have ex- actually experienced uh, divine intervention in in some of the similar immediate effective divine completely intervening uh i have but in in the case that i'm talking about i was uh asking for it actually um so i was out with some friends one time and uh i remember this uh they decided they wanted to go to a strip club and they're like oh but dave probably won't want to go to a strip club i hate i hate the music at those clubs by the way i just uh have wait wait you just decide, you just told people that you know what the music sounds like. Well, <laughs> no, it's just it's always so loud and like and, and not just like right, not just strip clubs. I mean, obviously that happens, but um, at other clubs, like if you go to a regular club, the music is usually just way too loud. Dave, I don't believe you've ever been to a strip club. No, I'm about to sto- tell you this one of the stories about okay, a time I went to a strip club, um, and, and I've been to a strip club more than once. You know, at least twice. Dave, <laughs> not my friend Dave. So here's the deal. How could what possessed you? Uh, nothing, nothing. I'm a man. Uh, it's not hard to uh, uh, see the draw. So here's I like the thing: big butts, and I cannot lie. You know what? I don't. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah, we were we were universal, but not that Black universal. Butts and I do not like. <laughs> no, no, no. I like very nice, tight, shapely buttocks. So, you, so, so you're athletic. You're an athletic build type. Of I guy. I do like the athletic. Buttocks. Okay, there you go. Okay, so 
here's so they're like they they want to go i go with them and they're like okay let's sit right up front i'm like okay fine what's up and so then this girl comes out and she's doing her thing and whatever and she you know uh has she gets down to the um Underwear. For the underwear. Bare necessities. Yes. She has simple bare necessities. She has a bottom on. I'm not sure she even had a top on and but I wasn't interested. I was not interested in her, but she looked directly at me I and was smiling. She's a man eater. And here's the thing, I didn't want to be rude, so I just smiled back at her. And I'm obvious I mean, I'm at the strip club, I'm sitting in the front row, and I'm smiling at her, so obviously she thinks I'm interested. Oh wow. And I'm not. I'm completely not. And so here's the thing, she actually put her knees put her legs over my shoulders. Yeah. And I'm not like my head is now like in between her legs and I'm looking at this and I do not want to be in this situation. Yeah, you're up front, baby. I closed my eyes. And began to pray, Close and as as light a fire, I'm dead serious about this too. As I began to pray, oh God, please let this stop. The manager, like uh, like a team from the right side of me, and I don't know exactly, but it was obviously the manager and some other people came running over and like, no, 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 you can't do that. I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, because you're not allowed to touch patrons. You're not. Well, whatever it was that she was doing, and I don't even know. But she wasn't allowed to do it. And I'm like, okay. And I sat back a little bit and I just like was like, you know, smiled like a little embarrassed. And she probably just thought it was the embarrassment of the situation. But I was like, whew, I'm Thank glad that's you. over. No, I mean, seriously, like that was, and I was, I was not interested. Well, I mean, I, I would say this. This is just a, a note, guys, uh-huh. that the women are far worse in those situations. Well, than I heard the guys are in with those parties, except I do hear guys go too far. But I mean, as far as physical, as far as as, as far as it it being it being legal and consensual, I would say that the women tend to go when they're seeing when they're with a male stripper tend to go a little more crazier, a little more <coughs> crazy than the guys do. Than it, well, in you know, situations. in in uh, th- that makes sense because I think. Um, uh, Women are. Women have a different view of things, but when they get frenzied, they get frenzied. Yeah, it's, it's almost like, and, and men like we were pretty much always frenzied. So we kind of have to. It's it's just par for the course. Exactly. Um, we don't have, we don't have so much of a change of a mode. It's just uh, what the opportunity of the moment is versus when we're in the same feeling uh same uh state of feeling uh and we don't have the opportunity so it's like it's not really you could be in that church, much different and if a nun passes by and bends down to pick up some communion stuff hey i've seen some hot nuns you, you, say, hey, you know what hey, though hey, i'm hey. not catholic hey. so i don't even respect the whole hey vow thing i mean you know hey, take off the habit <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not i'm not gonna go that far but um I'm not gonna be. Hey, hey, listen. I'm not gonna be rude to her in a way that I wouldn't be rude to you somebody can, else. You can be con- like Kramer. Oh, I would try to, try to try to. I'm Kramer. I just <laughs> they, they can. I can. I can take them out of their vows, man. <laughs> but um, I, I, sorry, forgive me. I shouldn't interrupt. Please, please. That, please I've, I've told my story. <laughs> do not digress. That was it. That was all that happened. Dude, but it was it was really interesting because it was an immediate like answer to prayer, and that almost I mean, 
prayers almost never get answered that fast. I mean, that was like, boom, snap. Like, I started to pray, and the prayer was like, as quickly as I could pray, the prayer was being answered. You mean a, a young woman in front of many strangers has her privates in your face, and... You know, she probably thought you were going to tip her. But <laughs> and, yeah. you know, and she was trying. They do that for money, man. They're looking to get paid. And um, you, did you give her any scripts or change, man, or nothing, man? I you don't. You, you didn't give I think I pretty much slinked out of there. You, you, put, you didn't put a $20 in her pocket? No, I didn't put $50 I was not, or something, man. You no, just, okay, I just got to say she this. She gave you your own private dance for everybody. You didn't even pay her anything, man? I am I'm a big tipper now. That's a college was, girl. I was not a big she, tipper. She's trying to get her work oh, her way through a, law school. She was not a college girl. She, she was, mm-mm, no. She was past the age of college. She was past the age where, you know, a lot of a lot of girls, um, I hear, this is what I hear, is they'll tell you that they're, like, working their way through college or whatever, uh, but she was past the age where that would have made sense. Grad school. <laughs> yeah, she was not in an area where that would have made sense. In other words, if you're at a strip club close to the, you know, the colleges, then maybe, but... She was she was not in she was not close to any colleges. Wow, that's a great story uh, <laughs> because you know I've never had a woman put a crotch in her face in my face. And then you've um, never and, and if it if you have you hadn't prayed for it to stop. I you know yeah I I you know and I can't you know I I I, I pray and I'm so happy for <laughs> that there are men like you who have a monicum of decency and self control because a lot of men would have simply got their wallet out and said, yeah, buddy, and got their wallet out and started giving her money, even even church guys. You know, so uh, so it's... Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, it's not, it's not so much self-control. I mean, I was, I was actually genuinely not attracted to her. So, I mean, there's... Uh, you know, if I had been attracted to her, I probably wouldn't have minded so much. Oh, well... Yeah, well, you know, that. there's that. Well, what, well, okay, I'm sorry, but this is part of our... This is a great segue back to our the initial part of our show, which is the universal attraction. Why were you not attracted? She to her? was. She was. Well, a, I could tell that she was a little older, so, and I was. So I was in like, my. Oh, you don't like older women? You don't, I you don't do like not. Coo- you don't like cougars, man. No, and she was in. I mean, I was in my twenties, and she was in probably her thirties, thirties or forties, uh, late thirties, early forties. She was a cougar then. Uh, Cougarant? Those are those are made out of gold. Cougar, cougar then. <laughs> Cougarant, yeah. She no, was cougar. she, she was. She might have been a cougar. Um, and that you know, um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. You might you might have to ask her later. Um, I don't know if I, I've never seen her again. I've never you know met her after that. It was uh, that oh, was it. That was a great segue. Might have to ask her later because she's my wife. <laughs> oh. Come here, Carolyn. Talk to Lou. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him what happened. That, that is so far from... That, that's how we met. <laughs> so far from my life. It's that, not even funny. That's not a good story. <laughs> you tell your friends. So how did you and your wife meet? Well, she was a stripper. Oh, there was... And she put a crotch on my face. Actually. We fell in love. There was this one guy I met one time. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can even tell this story, but I, there was a, a gentleman I met one time, and as I was meeting him, he says to me... Oh, would you believe she's a stripper? And he points across the table to his wife. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that guy ended up being my pastor for a little while. Listen, I had a pastor <laughs> whose wife used to be a stripper, too. And I had no, no, no. Pastor. She wasn't a stripper. He was just saying that. Look, I, so, I had a pastor whose wife was a stripper. Back uh-huh. one of the last places, two places ago, I was his pastor. He used to be a prostitute. That that guy that his used to be used my to be pastor? A prostitute. Yeah. 
was also your pastor for a little while. Yeah, see. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can imagine that she was not pleased. She thought it was a little funny. And then she actually, um, the funny thing is that she took it further. And then he was like, oh, no, no, honey, no, no, you're no, 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 you're taking it too far. Yeah, yeah. You're going and too far. I didn't even hear what she said. And I was like, what did she say? No, but I remember th- looking over and be like, Listen, you were the one that started the joke, and now you're telling her she's taking it too far. Hey, hey still waters run deep. Uh, <laughs> people aren't in church because people are in church because they need to be there. <laughs> As I tell all you people, listen, out there, you listen. All you people who believe that church people is church people are supposed to be perfect. It is the furthest thing from the truth. Church people are supposed to be people who are spending time in the presence of God, so God can make them better. But just because you're in church doesn't mean that you're any better than anyone else. It just means that you're on the road to getting better by spending time you, with God. You know, I mean, and the thing is, I don't even have any qualms about these particular stories because I believe firmly that God created us to be much the way we are. In other words, um, the sex drive is a huge factor in human life. Yeah. And I believe God put it there. It yeah. was very much intentional. Yeah, of course. And so God loves sex. The uh, <laughs> I mean, we're done. I mean, he, made, he made it. I mean, think about it. He, made, he if you believe that we are designed, uh-huh. that we have a, we have a design, and God made God sex wasn't an accident. Right. God likes sex. God it's, loves sex. It he is made a it. major part of our design. That's absolutely. Right. So the idea that somehow, and, and this is what um, historically, I think is problematic right the idea that um sex uh as aquinas said was a necessary evil or that uh basically that's that's kind of the the idea right this necessary evil or something along those lines but it's it's not even an evil it is a wonderful great thing yeah god made it he said that the the the, the wife's breasts satisfy breasts of your wife satisfy you for you know read songs of solomon sex is not evil at all You know, you're you're quoting a lot of stuff here that I, I I think you must read a different version of the Bible than I do. Okay, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm not no, I'm not. Say- I'm not saying no. Song of Solomon definitely has a lot of that stuff in it. I'm not. I'm not trying to. But I mean, just I can't place the verse you were just quoting. That's all I'm saying. It is Proverbs <laughs> five, verse nineteen. Ooh, wow. Proverbs five, verse nineteen. Okay. A loving doe, a graceful fawn. Yeah. A loving doe, a graceful fawn, may her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. There you go. Proverbs 5, verse 19. Okay. It is It is there. Uh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I keep on telling you that this is what, that's one thing that I do know. And that the is some sexual references the, from the Bible. <laughs> sexual references from the Bible. I do know because oh, man. it's important that I can say peace be with thee and also with you. Now take off your clothes. <laughs> In fact, what's really funny is that. Well, you know, you got to watch out for that because there, there are, I mean, okay, so there's a very clear direction in scripture that a woman uh, should, a wife should obey her husband. Yeah. But a lot of people take that in a, in a, 
very specific direction that women should obey men. Yeah. And that is not necessarily the case. Well, I mean, the Bible says that we're supposed to subject. And one of the things that people just misunderstand about the Bible is the Mm -hmm. Bible says that husbands and wives, their bodies belong to each other. And that we are that the wives that we are supposed to we are supposed to submit ourselves one to another. So in other words, husbands are supposed to submit themselves to their wives. And then there are verses that say, wives, submit yourself to your own husbands. And so the idea, a lot of people take the Bible and think that it's sexist and it's anti-women. But it is the furthest thing from the truth. You're dealing with something that was written within a certain culture where you could buy and sell people, buy and sell women. And so, and, and even with that culture, the Bible still does things that were not done at the time. Like, for instance, listing women in the genealogy was something that was never done because it was only men who were considered good well, in the genealogy. But yet you the, can't say it was never done if it was done. It was It was not done. It, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, that, itself was, that itself said that. It, was, it is not common in historical texts. It is it is done in scripture and it's done a lot of Jewish scripture because uh, they actually do um, hold the women in, in somewhat high regard yeah. compared to other um, what's Cult- uh, yeah. cultures of the time. Yeah. Now there, uh, you know, do you realize that uh, actually under Jewish law was one of the only circumstances where a woman could divorce her husband? Yeah. You yeah, know, in the ancient right. times that was unheard of, but it was the case in Jewish law. Um, now, I, I'm not necessarily enamored with that or think that's a great thing because I'm not. I don't think divorce is a great thing. But they at least had some uh, some rights. And in addition to that, if you look, you know, go back to uh, Job. One of the things that's very interesting about the Book of Job is that after God restored him and he had many sons and daughters, uh-huh. um, it says a couple of things. First of all, his daughters were the most beautiful in all the land, and then it says that they shared equally in the inheritance with their brothers mm-hmm. his daughters shared equally in the inheritance with his sons that's good yeah so i mean there is definitely a lot of um you know this is something that uh actually this is probably a topic that i wanted to talk about have we talked about the uh, era equal rights amendment and let's the new push to put that in place let's talk about that a little bit um yeah so this is something that I've, i'm seeing in a uh, definitely seen in scripture that um Basically, women have the same rights as men do yeah. in in Scripture. And specifically, now they have different roles and different responsibilities in, in culture, right? So that's not necessarily the, the same thing as rights. But if you look at, for instance, um, the right to own property, you know, Solomon talked about that and actually uh, spoke in favor of women having the right to own property. He's the wisest man who ever lived. Um, part of what... Uh, they tie that to now if you look at nations that allow women to own property and engage in economic activities those nations are more prosperous than nations that do not allow that that's right so that's a very interesting thing um i'm seeing on twitter and specifically there's um uh, a young actress that i'm sure we're both familiar with um she was not the boss but she was certainly part of the the question trying to figure out who was the boss um Alyssa Milano and she's on Twitter and she talks about um the ERA and I've I, I mean she's I've 
had a lot of problems with what she said recently and she's been on the wrong side of the Covington thing and all that kind of stuff and she not only was she initially on the wrong side of it but then even after all the facts kind of came out she still kind of like trenched in and you know didn't admit that it was incorrect mm, too bad too bad um yeah and that's that's something that's uh very human right so we're, i'm not really going to work on getting on her case on that because human beings entrench themselves in the wrong ideas occasionally and it's hard once you've entrenched yourself to remove yourself and I'll, I'll tell you a story about when I almost entrenched myself earlier this week but um, I pulled back anyway <laughs> um, go on so she's talking about the ERA right the Equal Rights Amendment and uh, one of the things is these people are talking uh, the, the current uh, activists who are pushing for the passage of the ERA are saying that we only need one more state, but that's not really true because the uh, amendments to the constitution have a shelf life. They have a, an expiration date. So there were apparently 36 states that ratified this back in the eighties. Um, and then there was another state that ratified it recently. And then another state looked at it but they decided not to ratify it and that was um i think virginia and we all know how wonderful virginia is recently anyway um i looked at this and I, because when i was growing up i was taught that the era was actually a bad thing right i was taught that in fact women had uh stood up and and rallied against it because they thought that it would um force women into the draft and things like that I've read the ERA now. I've read this uh, amendment that they're proposing. Go on. And it actually just says that um, equality, equal rights cannot be denied a person based on their sex. Based on their... Uh, now, generally speaking, sex is understood to be your physical sexual characteristics, right? Yeah. So this is actually really interesting because if you look at the way that that is worded... That would not necessarily endanger a person to become part of the draft or to have to, um, you know, uh, it would also not entitle someone to go and use the wrong bathroom or, or something like that. In other words, to say that you have equal rights is not to say that you have equal responsibilities or that there can't be a difference between men and women still in or equal privilege. Uh, yeah, well, and it wouldn't guarantee equal privilege. Right. So there's there's definitely that. So, you know, um, and I would point out, you know, we we make fun of Saudi Arabia because women can't drive in Saudi Arabia. But do you realize that driving isn't even a right in the United States? That's right. Yeah. Well, at least it's not characterized legally as a right. I think. No, it, no. They, I they think give it is you a, right. a license to drive. Yes. That's Licenses right. and rights are are um, mutually that's, exclusive. That's right. If you need a license to do something, then you do not have a right to do it anymore. That's right. You don't have a right to own a business. They have to give you a business license. Right. Now, I think that that is um, entirely unacceptable. I agree. The the idea, like, I can understand, hey, you have to have a, a you know, something to operate as a corporation. You have to incorporate and so forth. And that's fine. But if you just want to have a business that's a sole proprietorship, there is no reason on earth why the government should be involved in that. Um, now, I've, I was talking with somebody about this recently, and they brought up, like, uh, restaurants. And they were talking about how, um, you know, you, you would want 
restaurants to have a certain level of cleanliness. Food safety. And they expect food safety to, um, you know, handle that. But the truth is they don't. In other words, if you go into a restaurant, there's a decent chance that they are committing health safety violations. And then they have a, um, you know, but they have a certificate that makes you feel like it's okay. Makes you think that they're not. Three things that I've heard mm -hmm. to share that with the story. One, when I was in high school, mm -hmm. one of my contemporaries, who was a little, two years above me, worked at McDonald's. And he actually looked at me and said, if I'm frying a hamburger and it drops on the floor, I'm picking it back up and putting it on the grill. Yeah. Actually, that's number one. Number two. Uh, they teach, they teach, I think they teach you to do that unless somebody's watching. Yeah. Uh, number, number two. Uh-huh. I heard a terrible tale of a instructor at a culinary institute mm -hmm. in in Las Vegas. She said that when she was uh, interviewing two candidates, they talked about their displeasure at one of the properties. And they said that to get the property back, they actually peed in the sauce. They actually admitted to urinating in the sauce that was served to hundreds of people in uh, that day. Uh, that is third story. Terrifying. Third story. Uh-huh. In a restaurant called, uh, there was an, in a specific restaurant that was that was uh, <coughs> that we all know and love. One of one of uh, there was a relative that I know of who worked at the who worked at the store, relative, and he said that because the the store because the franchise did not give them any breaks, so they could eat food, they would take the food directly off the off of the plates when they were coming out to be served to the customers, mm. so they could eat. So before you got your food, there might be three or four hands in your plate before it ever came to you, other than the cook or the chef. Mm. <laughs> uh, you know what? That's that's about enough. Uh, I think of those examples. No, listen. I, I, mean, it's terrible, I will tell it? you that uh, the food safety licensing system that we currently have does not guarantee you a thing. People are just as bad. But it, here's the thing: people will do the same things with a license and without a license because they really are not concerned about losing that license. Yeah, and it's a good old boys network, and you. You almost can't lose that license unless somebody is specifically targeting you. Um, it, and it's, uh, you know, I would point out as well that one of the major problems we have with food service is the fact that it is such a low paying job. And, you know, when people talk about things like, like, I don't want the minimum wage to go up to $15 an hour because that would just cause inflation. And then you'd have basically high school kids making $15 an hour in who needs that right like that's just not that's not what it's for um but that's not what a livable wage should be uh the, the minimum wage and a livable wage should not be the same thing and and it's something else when you think about it that you think about it mm -hmm. it's it's sad that you have to say that and it's sad that for many people yeah a minimum wage is a living wage. has to be a living wage for them i was survive. i was about to plug my little uh, my plan to make sure that uh if you, if a business wants to realize one dollar of profit they have to pay at least one dollar in salaries to an employee That's no not necessarily salary but no. wages right yeah so 
Um, and I wanted to plug that in there. I think that that would fix a lot of that. But getting back to the ERA, which is really the topic here, right? I believe that the way that the ERA is written is sound and should be ratified. However, here's the problem. It's it's past its expiration date. So um, it had an expiration. It had a um, there was a, a deadline. Congress even extended the deadline for this particular amendment. Yeah. But that deadline, that even the extended deadline, has passed decades ago. Okay. And here's the problem: if they want to redo the ERA, they're either saying that Congress has to, you know, basically say, oh, well, there's no deadlines at all anymore, and we'll take whatever we can get to amend the constitution i don't think that's good for the republic i think that what we should do is if they want to um you know propose the era again they need to take it through all the states and let's fast track it uh well i mean you know the legislatures would determine whether or not it was fast tracked but i think that they should push um again to have it go through every single state now the thing is that they failed last time because they were basically doing this radical hippie stuff, right? It was it was being pushed by the far left. And what they really need to do is they need to use language that'll get the right on board. Because yeah. it's right now, it's the right that doesn't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. So if they could <clears throat> if they could point out that this is right, demonstrate an understanding of what a right is, talk to the and I'm gonna start you know, I hate overloaded terms in the English language because we have the word right, which means a, um, um, uh, a legal uh, entitlement, or we have uh, the word right, which means like the right side of the legislature or the conservative side. But <clears throat> if they would talk to the conservatives... We have right as far as a direction. Yes. Yes, indeed. And they, well, and in fact, the right... Uh, a side of the Congress comes from the directional right, but it means something different, which yeah. is... <clears throat> so at least they're related, right? Which is all, also means correct. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it could be a question or a statement. Yeah. Oh, man. So uh, what, the, what the left really needs to do on this is talk to the right, talk to the conservative side, and say, hey, you know, this isn't um, some radical LGBT... Uh, we're going to use the wrong bathrooms. We're going to send women to war and, and force them to, you know, send them home in body bags and stuff like that. This isn't all that. This isn't everything that you fought against in the 80s. In fact, um, you only fought against that because we were crazy and we were saying, like, that this w that's what it was going to be. That we were going we to draft women and we were going to do uh, all these crazy things. But instead, say, okay... You have whatever your rights are; those are what will be protected by the constitution. By the constitution, if we pass this amendment, and women will have the same rights as men. You will have the right to own property, the right to freedom of speech. You have the right to remain silent. Here's the thing: I mean, I th I personally think women already have all these rights, which to me means that it doesn't do any damage to establish this. As part of the Constitution. Hey, I just made a sexist joke, and you ran right by it. I did. I said you have a right to remain silent. I thought that was <laughs> totally sexist, <laughs> and I thought that was a wonderful sexist joke that you should have jumped on. Why, why on was that you. sexist? Because they, they say women talk too much. That's one of the things that some people oh, say. Oh. So you have a right to remain silent. That was, never mind. But I'm, I, You know what? You I'm know, there's, there's, there's a joke there somewhere, 
But if you just said like women have the right to remain silent, but they can't, then that would have been a joke. That would I would have probably laughed or something like that. But I mean, that was just you have the right to remain silent. That was just a, a comment. That was a, a truthful statement. Huh? That's not really a joke. That's why I can't sleep at night. Stuff like this. <laughs> That's what it is. See, there you go. There you go. <clears throat> you just ruined my whole thing. Okay. okay, sorry, I interrupted you. Forgive me. Go on. No problem. So then, I mean, I think that's what really um, radicals scare uh, conservatives. I mean, and in fact, they scare a lot of people. Radicals can really see if you don't obey the same rules that everybody else obeys, yeah. you could do anything. I mean, you yes. could, you could really. And there's actually a radical equation. Um, this is one of the things I want to talk about. Is um, kind of this. This idea of thinking. Let's say that you're a radical and you see some uh, threat on the horizon. And let's say maybe it's maybe it's global warming, right? You see this threat on the horizon and you say, well, if this happens, if this if this threat is allowed to uh, land or hit the population of the world unfettered, it could kill a certain number of people. And let's say you think that that is. Uh, you've you've built this up in your mind, and it could kill billions of people, right? Let me ask you this: What would you do to stop that threat? What would you say is acceptable to stop that threat from occurring? For those who believe that the end justifies the means, they would say anything and end everything was acceptable. Pretty much, and that I think is what that sums up why people think that. Um, the radicals on the left are a threat and that's um one of the reasons why i think that the equal rights amendment movement the the era movement needs to make sure that they're not presenting themselves as radicals but i also think that um that equation that that idea that if there's a threat um that's going to kill a certain number of people then if i killed say half that number of people to stop the threat from happening hey well then i'm a i'm a hero and maybe the world won't recognize me as a hero, but I'm a hero anyway. That's Thanos. Uh, yeah. In, in the new Avengers. It is exactly what Thanos is. Thanos is the ultimate evil villain that the world could see. You know who else it is? It's um, It was the, the really intelligent, like, golden-haired boy from uh, The Watchmen. Remember that guy? Yes. Yeah, he was like, well, you know, we're going to set off some nuclear bombs, and we're going to blame Dr. Manhattan, and the world will unite against him. And, you know, we, we need to give all these people a common enemy. Um, it, Thanos said basically like hey the world doesn't produce enough resources there's overpopulation overpopulation is causing suffering so we just need to shut down you know like just eliminate half of the world's population what they don't really understand and and that it's amazing to me that that shows a certain level of ignorance on the part of thanos right because what he doesn't understand is that uh populations grow to the level of support so the reason that the population of the world has grown is not just that we had room to grow and that, that people produce, reproduce and so forth. They were reproducing at higher rates prior and not growing to this size, right? So what was happening was they would just produce a lot of kids and then more people would die at younger ages. So the, in, in other words, it almost necessitated them to have to produce more offspring because then uh, they had a better chance of survival. Now, in the modern world, where we have enough food and we have all this stuff 
you know basically given to us we don't have to have 15 kids in order to have three or four offspring that survive we only have to have you know basically two to four and then we actually experience population growth which is um kind of a modern uh reality right may i give you a share a caveat with sure you? yes they're finding out that in china they are running out of women oh i know yeah so because they were killing all could killing a lot of the female babies they were they gender wanted. selecting for abortion yeah so <clears throat> now they're running out of women they actually have um a, a, a significant number of men over women which is is about 10 million and they're finding that that is extremely problematic so the natural um and, and i know that uh handmaiden's tale i'm almost wondering if uh well not even not even that see in the handmaiden's tale they had a certain number of women who could reproduce yeah which became the the problem see i'm just talking about men and women having uh relationships because men don't want to share their woman and so um if you have a situation the natural population dispersal is actually uh 52 percent female and 48 percent male now that actually even gets worse over time because men uh do things that are men are men are dumb <laughs> i don't know i'm gonna put this men you, men are have a, a strategy it's, it's been said that they have a strategy where they're less risk averse mm -hmm. so men actually do a lot of really stupid things and yeah. they get themselves killed at a higher rate than women do yeah go on. so um what we actually find is that as populations age the disparity between men and women actually gets uh magnified yeah and uh, there there end up being even more women and if you look at um after marriage if you look at single men and single women in yeah. your 30s there's actually uh in many places in the world 10 single women for every one single man not in china not in china well, may, I give, may i give you the real numbers uh sure go ahead that, we, that you did not know about uh chinese <clears throat> men i have estimated these numbers based on population dispersal but go ahead okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm not as smart as you chinese men outnumber women by 30 Three million. Wow. Okay. After I don't know if this is true though. You got to consider the source. This is uh, two zero fifteen, uh, one to uh, January two zero fifteen, and it's an article by. Well, who did this article here? It's um, by RFA.org, Radio Free Asia. It's actually <coughs> Radio Free Asia, so we don't know if their facts are right, <coughs> but it does say Chinese men outnumber women by thirty three million after decades of gender i mean is that staggering or is it just me well i mean that's that is staggering but remember there are china, of people there though china's done a lot of terrible things to their population remember um in the between 1958 and 1962 they killed somewhere between 50 and 100 million of their own population. and you see here's the thing the the error rate for that is in millions right but they killed that many of their own people through messing up farms they and, and this is um part of part of why i'm so opposed to but i would say no longer scared of this whole green new deal concept right yeah. uh, the green new deal basically wants to do things that would be detrimental to farms 
and so that's why it was basically it basically be a terrible idea. It'd be the worst thing that has ever happened to the United States if it were ever to get passed. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not an understatement. Like if you so in the United States we have never experienced a number of deaths anywhere near uh, the the Great Leap Forward in China. Yeah. We have never experienced the kind of uh, oppression of socialism here in the United States. Yeah. But if we did see the Green New Deal, we would actually see that. In other words, the number of deaths, this straight up mathematical fact would be that more people would die yeah. because of the Green New Deal than anything that we've ever done in history. More people than in World War II, more people than the Civil War, more people than all of the wars that we've ever been involved with would die because of the Green New Deal. So, point is, um, what is the point? That seems like the point to me. Like, people would die. Um, but, uh, so, there's, there's a couple of threads here. So, getting back to the equation, though, if you believe that, like, say, if you had a number like 2.5 billion people would die on the face of the Earth, if global warming were to hit us, if global warming were to be fully realized and not mitigated by human activity in any way, shape, or form, then you could justify a number of deaths, like 150 million deaths in the United States, and say, well, you know, 150 million people have to die so that 2.5 billion people wouldn't. And that math makes some sense, and people can follow that logic. The problem is that people just, they think they know the future, right? And thinking you know the future is the thing that justifies uh, that when you make a change that certain people are going to die. But, you know, you are assuming you're lowering the number of deaths that will occur, but in fact, you're increasing the number of deaths that are going to occur. Because, I mean, if you look at the real truth of global warming and what actually, let's say, like, even if the worst case scenarios really are true, yeah, um, it doesn't kill that many people. And the effects of global warming occur slowly over a long period of time. So things like um, erosion of the beaches uh, may, may affect some people, right? But generally speaking, those are rich people who could afford to move their homes uh, you know, back from the beach. Those are people who aren't going to be that largely affected by it. And it's not happening overnight. It's not like, oh, tomorrow that million dollar home is going to flood. It's happening over a very long period of time. Like maybe in a hundred years, the beaches may have come up another 20 feet or something like that. And then at that point, you have plenty of time to react to it. So the truth is that the, the deaths, the kind of idea of huge death tolls from global warming are never going to be reality. And yet some people believe so strongly in these death tolls that they're willing to do whatever it takes in the now, in the present. Well, I'm not even talking about eco-terrorists because I wouldn't put um, I wouldn't put AOC or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez in that group. I wouldn't put the uh, Sunrise Movement in the group of eco-terrorists. I would put them in the eco-politician category, right? They're willing to do things um, in the Green New Deal, for instance. Um, Extremists. Once- they what? are extreme. They are Ex- radical and extreme. Extremists. I'd, I'd call them. But they're politicians. I'd call them. I'd call them extremist, green extremists, or eco extremists, or ec- yeah. e- or ec- uh, eco- ecological, ecological policy extremists. Okay. Yeah. That well, that that definitely would uh, 
would describe them. So they're they're willing to do things that would be extremely detrimental to the nation in order to uh, stave off a terrible uh, future possible result that is very unlikely and will most likely not happen. And even if it does, we'll have plenty of time to react to it in ways that will, um, you know, keep keep the death count from ever reaching what they think it might do. And I, I, but I want to I want to talk with you. I agree with you here, and I think that is very well said. But I want I want to ask you to ex- extrapolate a little bit and unpack the idea oh. of radical equation, and see if you can do that practically. And and on a not a ma- and a micro and if not a, on a macro scale. So let's give a give us an example of how <coughs> a, a radical equation a radical equation might affect a single family. Sure. If the father thought that something traumatic was going to happen well, no, to I, one of his children, and he wanted to stop it from happening. I got to tell you that I don't I don't think you have to. Well, you can't really find that kind of thinking in the United States, right? So we have so much prosperity that generally speaking, it's a matter of like, okay, well, if we don't have food, we're going to go to a food bank. If we don't have enough this, we're going to go here. We're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to look for these resources because they exist. But let's say, um, imagine yourself um, a couple hundred years ago. And this is really the kind of part of the argument here is that people have um, a these kind of equations in their mind they have this kind of thinking in survival crisis situations and historically people have done this like this is not um you know this is kind of like the uh uh what was that what was that one uh pass where people froze and they had to eat the the donner party right yeah you know so that that kind of thing um now of course they ate the people who died Right, so they was they weren't hunting down folks. That, that's right, they weren't hunting people down. But um, if you look at some historical situations like famines, in um, it, obviously we don't know much about the history of uh, America Native Americans. But if you go over to like uh, Europe and Africa in the Middle East, where we actually do kind of know what happened in certain situations, um, you'll find that there were situations where. They maybe didn't grow enough food one year, and so then all of a sudden, uh, they don't have. They have too many mouths to feed, and not enough food to go around. And they could do calculations, especially like um, in kind of northern climates, where they would. Uh, uh, not only was it going to be there was only a certain growing season, and they weren't going to be able to go out during other parts of the season. So they could do the math, and they could say, "Well, listen, we've we've really only got enough food for four people to survive." And we've got six mouths to feed. And then maybe they would sacrifice one or two of their children to the cold so that two of their other children could survive. And this is an actual, you know, uh, this is something that people used to do. Not, I would say not on a regular basis, but it happened, right? I mean, like they would know. And sometimes, for instance, uh, if you were in that situation, you'd actually sell your child into slavery. Because at that point, uh, they're food and and care is someone else's responsibility that's right so you 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 know people think that uh situations like that like slavery existed only because of greed and so forth but sometimes it existed because of you know extreme necessity the world has been brutal 
for the entire time it's existed. In the show, mm -hmm. Netflix show, original series, Get Shorty. Oh. The woman who is the one of the antagonists is is uh, she is now in charge of a cartel, and she was sold. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's interesting. Yes. She was sold for a goat, I believe. I didn't. E I wasn't even thinking about that. But yes, that is actually. I remember. I I watched that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, and she was not happy about that. Oh no. <laughs> and. Um, she had a relationship with the producer of the movie and you know what I thought was interesting oh oh this is actually this is funny because do you remember that um, do you remember how they got the the attractive blonde to do the financing thing that they were trying to get him to do at one point <laughs> yeah they blackmailed her they blackmailed her and what did they blackmail her with for doing blackface that's right in college in college and you know who uh, you know who is now there are so many but do you know um, the, the governor of Virginia uh, recently? What was it? He uh, they came out with a picture, and it was on his page of the yearbook. Yeah, I heard about that thing, right? And then he's like, "It wasn't me." And my so um, that's pretty cool. I mean, you can't really tell because I don't really. Know. I got a couple of jokes on this. I'm like, first of all, he should have just done the finance. Like he should just done whatever they asked him to do, right? And then secondly, he can't be that racist if he's given if he's taking Shaggy's advice. Well, that's true. <laughs> there's, in case you don't know, there's a music video out by uh, there's a artist, um, maybe a rapper named Shaggy, uh -huh. and uh, actually I think I don't think he's a rap. I think he's more R and B. But um, they, and basically I, I I posted that on Twitter today. I was like, uh, it put the timestamp right where it was like I don't know what to do, man. Just say it wasn't me, <laughs> and it just that's starts awesome. right there. Awesome. Well, I mean, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, listen. Oh, but there's three of them now. Do you realize that the the that's the governor, right? Yeah. Who originally had that problem. So he's the whole like he apologized first, and he's like, wait a minute, that wasn't me. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you not remember? But then the lieutenant governor has been accused of sexual assault, mm. and now the third in line, and I think that's the attorney general of the state, mm. also has pictures of himself in blackface in college. Okay, wait, wait, wait. First of all, <laughs> I gotta ask some questions. Okay, I ask some questions. All right, because I think that. You may consider yourself a Caucasian. You, mm, may, you may, maybe you may. Okay, I, I really got, don't think I, in those terms. I think I, I, more I, in the terms of Scottish. I, okay, so you're German. You're a Scottish German. Guy. Okay. okay, you know. Okay, but so, so here's my issue. Uh huh. I've seen many mimes. Sure. And they're in whiteface. Oh, that's terribly offensive. They, those people, and they better not run for office ever. Well, that's what I'm saying because. No but, one uh, likes there mimes. Was a there was a time that blackface was considered a a a a, uh, a, a way of being being uh, a way of acting like a crazy <laughs> black person, you know. And are people were they doing that uh -huh. to be idiotic, or were they doing that because they don't like black people? And then my question is, question that's a good question, especially since. The and, and, and actually, this is because they put it in their yearbook, right? So here's my question. Yeah, they they didn't think there was anything wrong with it at the time. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's the Donald Trump answer. Um, you went to the so and so. Why did you do it? I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And so the mm -hmm. question is, do you get a free pass for things like faces? You know, or if I put on, let's say I put on, a, <coughs> let's say I put on an Asian face. 
think about it. I'm, I, you know, I'm doing a, a, a thing, and I put on uh, uh, what I consider Asian eyes and and consider Asian hair, and put on an Asian face. Take college picture of that. Does is that reprehensive? Reprehensive to the Asian population, or if I the song, uh, I I I I I am a uh, burrito or Cheeto bandito so whatever it is I mean the commercial I mean oh that 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 song well you know they're they're really starting to to the SGWs are starting to say yes to all of that because and they're calling it cultural appropriation you know there was actually a young lady who wore a kind of a red silk dress to like it was a kimono style dress yeah to uh, homecoming and yeah. she put some pictures up on that and uh there this particular lady for some reason the sgw has started uh, attacking her for culturally appropriating uh, japanese culture yeah th- th- so a lot of that's become popular I, I don't believe in the black face stuff the white face stuff or whatever i don't believe but then again well, i know. have to say i have to say one thing mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. have to say one thing if if you've done something in the past right that you should be completely disqualified for holding elective office ever no and earning money well i i want i'm just kidding i want to <laughs> say that certain racist things uh-huh are or i'll say i hate the word using race certain culturalist things are well let's stay with racist object- because that's what people think of it as well it's well, certain cultural things uh-huh are objectionable to certain people, and I, and I think that when you're if when you're you don't want to ever post any. Let's most people say something about another culture that they probably wouldn't want people <laughs> of the other culture to hear. <laughs> I will say that I think I could almost safely say that either about w- women saying stuff about men, men saying stuff about women, or. Or people from different ethnic backgrounds saying stuff about other people from ethnic backgrounds. Well, you know, you know, I don't. But yeah, <laughs> but most people, not you, but most people. And so, if you if you get into those type of conversations, the question is, if you take pictures, you know, well, if you were in the if you were doing something that you thought you didn't want other people to see, yeah, would you at least not? Collect evidence. Don't post it, man. <laughs> don't post your foolishness. Even even if you don't post it, you would if you take a picture. Yeah. And this is something I'm 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 speaking to you here. If you take a picture, yeah, you should expect somebody to see it. Well, hey, well listen, <laughs> listen. I'm not ashamed. I let you. Know. <laughs> I don't mind people seeing my stuff. I want to I want to sell tickets. And, but what, 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 what I'm saying. <laughs> that will sorry. not be part of any of our future shows. I promise. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, you you have to be very careful with what you do, and when you do culturally inappropriate things, do not take pictures of it, because you never know when the tide is going to change against you. And the, the story we talked about that a couple of shows ago, the thing with Kevin Hart, where well, it, was, sure. it was okay to say that I don't want to be, I don't want my son to be gay, well, you, and I'm going, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat him with so and so if my son was gay. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there was a time when other comedians would say that, and it was nothing, 
and the society would not bat an eye and say ostracize them and so the fact that 2020 <coughs> the, the, the times changes that's let's put it this way that's like going back and suing desi arnaz for beating lucy on television mm. Because there was a time when you'd show Desi Arnaz spank Ricky spanking Lucy. Well, now, a spanking and a beating are two different things. Well, okay. In my view. In okay. my view. Well, spanking, <laughs> spanking, but not in a sexual way. He was spanking her to discipline her for something she did wrong. Like she was a child. And that's hap- that happened on the Lucio Ball show. Uh-huh. So that's like going back now and, and suing the company who put that out for allowing that to be retroactively for allowing that to be on the television because that is offensive against women and so i've got to ask myself well but i would i would just point out that really that's not a that's not a legitimate lawsuit because you can't just sue somebody because you don't like something well you I mean, have to actually show some kind of a damage uh which could not necessarily be shown well, well i mean the fact is that <coughs> what's worse uh-huh. putting on a black face or spanking a woman on television Who's supposed to be your wife? And and that and the, and the question do is: Do I have to answer this? No, you don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to Please don't answer. But I, but you have you have to ask yourself if you if you if you're thinking about equivalency here, you know which one is do you think is more detrimental? Because let's let's face it, um, people do all sorts of silly things when they're in college, and if you're a racist. Or if you're a culturalist or a sexist, I like for you to be open and verbal about it because I want to know who you are so I can avoid you. And I think I think that's one of the things that I really like <coughs> about that, that I that I like about the past, looking at people who've done in the past, because you can see who they are. Now, I don't I think what was what Dave Chappelle said, and he curses a lot, and I try not to listen to him too much because because of the cursing, but I love something that he said something that he said. He said that when you make when you make the the people who are evil, who, who have done wrong, culturally wrong, the enemy, that is a temporary situation because they eventually it the, the tides eventually change and those people usually come back into power and you have not made a friend, you've made them scared and you've made an enemy. And it usually becomes worse. And what he was saying was that we need to, in these situations where you see people doing racist or culturally things, sexist things, or whatever you deem objectionable for whatever reason, when you see these things happening, you need to, instead of crucifying the the person, you need to see them often as a victim of a negative system of poor teaching and poor education and begin to now talk to them about, listen, when you said that all black people um, um, who have big butts have big butts because in the ghetto they can't have, they don't have good food. So the chemicals cause their butts to grow big. When you say, when you say that, or when you say that all white, all, all white people can't don't have any rhythm and can't dance or when you say different things that have to do with culture we have to ask you some questions like we, have, we that's a teaching moment you know it, it rem- when i was growing up there was a movie 
called White Men Can't Jump. Yeah, yeah, I remember that movie. Yeah, and in, in fact, the uh, the um, Woody Harrelson, the white man in the movie, uh, bucked the stereotype by being good at basketball. Like that was his thing. He hustled because he was like, "Oh, I'm a white guy playing basketball. I'm no good." And like, "Hey, you want to put some money on this?" And all of a sudden, he's the best. Yeah, he could play it. Yeah, that was awesome. I love that movie. <laughs> but, and, I, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking that. If you use these, if if I see those as teaching moments, when I hear someone say something that's backwards, like when I'm in a grocery store and mm -hmm. it's something, you have to help me with this because I have a problem because uh, I'm not really sure what they're saying when they say this to me. If you do not know, at times I can pass for an African American. I'm not an African American, but I can pass for an African American. Okay. You're uh, an African British person. Uh, well, yeah, kind of, yeah. African and, and Britain. So, uh, okay. Yeah. And so, so when I'm in the store and somebody says, hello, brother, mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're white, uh -huh. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of don't know whether it's a teaching moment because white people call each other brother too. Uh huh. And, you know, you look at, I mean, it started with Hulk Hogan. You say, hey, brother, you know, you see what I'm saying? Right. So I don't know. If they're saying it to me because I am black, uh -huh. and then I need to say, excuse me, I will always be a customer. I'm not a brother, sir, unless you're a Christian. <laughs> I'm not a brother. I'm my Mr. So-and-so to you, sir. Or if they're saying so because they see some type of cultural affinity because I'm another guy, and they're saying brother because that's what we say in our culture. You know what I'm getting at? Mm -hmm. Or are they saying it just because they might be a Christian? And they think I'm a Christian too, so or 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 some other, so I don't know if it's a teaching moment. Yeah, you see, no, so I, I, I get it. And it's, so I'm, oh, it's I, that you know I really have that. Um, Jesus said uh, this, and I think this is a is a great uh, model for racism. I'd rather you be hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm, I'd rather spew you out of my mouth. I'm not sure and what you mean by that. I want. I would like to see our racists, you know, be, you know, have the courage of their convictions. You you wanna you wanna be racist? Be racist but don't be openly racist don't like hide it you know what i mean yeah because I, I, because then they're just casting a, a shadow on the rest of us well, well well i mean that way i can at least bring i can at least bring correction and say hey wait a second all black people are not the same at anything just like all white people are not the same or all asians sure. or hispanic people are not or the all same. women aren't the same all women are the same all men aren't the same we don't sure. all necessarily like the same things or we're not all necessarily the same way mm -hmm. if you dislike me like me because dislike me because of something not just because of how i look to you or how <coughs> you think i might be and don't assume that you can call me brother and it makes me comfortable just because I'm a black, I'm a, or you can call me whatever the word is. Just because I'm a black guy, or or or, or and you want to say, excuse me, I will, sir, I'm a customer, mm -hmm. or I hate when I do hate, I do hate when I go in a store and someone curses in front of me. Oh, oh. Who's, who's working at the store? Right, right. Well, now that that is, um, I, I I just feel, and I let it go, yeah. but. Now that I talk about it, I'm going to start calling. I'm going to start calling people at the store out. Say, Excuse me, I'm a customer. You will never curse in front of another customer again if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> well, and, um, I, and I want to say because I don't believe that we should be. I believe that when I'm representing a corporation, unless the corporation is Howard Stern's, 
<laughs> uh, when we when we get on, uh, what is it? it it's Cirrus Radio. When we when we get our show on Cirrus, I might curse a little bit. Well, my, but my point, <laughs> but, but my point is that, I mean, if that's part of your stick, that's different. Uh-huh. But I'm talking about I'm in a public place. I do not know whether my customers are Christian or not how they are socialized and I see you and I curse in front of you as a customer and I'm supposed to be representing my corporation no I totally I totally agree that that's a bad look for an employee yeah but at the same time I just you know when I'm in a grocery store if I hear somebody uh, curse uh, you know and I to tell you the truth I've never noticed an employee at a grocery store curse I have been in a couple, not gro- just grocery store, I've been in a couple of stores yeah. and heard in passing one of the persons say blah, 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 and I've always thought some expletive, and I've said, wait, 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 you, you don't use that, you don't lose that language in front of your customers. If you're in the back room, you can do that whatever you, uh, whatever you want, but mm. do whatever you want in your back room. But when you're in front of the customer, right, your face should always be Disney. You know, and the funny thing is, I actually uh, my my daytime job is customer service to a large extent. Um, I mean, I do a lot of I do a lot of work for customers, right? So like the fact that I'm a software consultant and I'm doing technical stuff and I'm writing code and things like that doesn't really matter to them. Um, a lot of what they what they are really looking for is how I interact with them um, but at the same time I do have to solve the problem but uh, I, I get what you mean because we um, when I was working at least one of the uh, software companies I worked at and I was actually doing straight support at the time we used to talk about that we used to talk about how like we would have this uh, customer facing voice and a non-customer facing voice and we would talk to each other <laughs> like like you know we would get it we'd get real with each other and be like that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard who the bleep is that you know blah 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 blah. and we would go off on these customers like to each other but we would make sure that when we were talking to the customer i was like oh yes ma'am i I totally understand how you could make that mistake and you know uh, but you you do need to apply power to the computer before it's gonna it's gonna do your calculate your payroll for you (laughs) so i mean the things i have i have forgotten more stupidity than uh, and i remember actually i used to sit next to somebody and i uh and her name was Lynn, right? And I sit next to her, and I would tell her, "You would not believe what I just came across." And I would tell her the stories, and she's like, "Dave, how do you find that? How do you get that all the time?" Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, but at the same time, I investigated, right? So like, she may have had some of the same stupidity, but she never thought to ask, "Hey, are you doing something this dumb?" <laughs> And so she may not have found it. So they may have been calling her for the same stupid thing, but I'm the one that figured out they were doing that stupid thing. And, I, and that's that's what's amazing. The, when you you when you're representing your company, uh huh, you have to be Disney. Never said a never said a uh, disparaging word to yeah, even one you're, customer. You're Disney, right? And that's okay. <laughs> you're Disney. <clears throat> and you know, and and not the evil idea stealing side of Disney, the, <laughs> the 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 pretty magical face they put on for everybody else in the front office, the front office Disney, you know, and and when you recognize that that's something that you should be, 
and you see other people who do not do it, you, you think two things. You think that either the meta message is either you do not respect me mm-hmm. because you don't see me as a customer who is valuable or you have lost your corporate, your corporate cultural mind and you need to be reminded of how you're supposed to react to customers mm. when customers are around. Right, you know, so so I have to ask those because I because and, and don't say well, that, you know, and if it bothers you, you're the customer and you have the right to speak up. Yeah, but the problem is that I can be very as pol- long as they've brought your food to the table already. Yeah, I, I can be very polite. <laughs> here's here's where I struggle with that. Uh-huh. I can be very actually polite. as long as they brought my food to the table already. Exactly, my food can <laughs> wait. I, I can be very polite, but I really do not want to get anyone in trouble that's also another thing i I don't i know jobs are so difficult to come by these days well not that that. i mean unemployment's rather low and the probably the job they have is an easily replaced job ah yeah but i do do not like the idea of causing someone uh, causing someone to lose their job for what might be a heated moment Mm -hmm. for what might be an unguarded moment when you didn't see a customer there, right? You know, and you didn't think. So you're not calling the manager over. You're just talking to the employee. I'm in certain situations. If I think it's egregious, right? Then I will say, hey, hey, listen, I'm a customer. Don't do not ever curse in front of me, and do not ever say, brother, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to me unless you are a Christian or unless that's what you normally say to every man that comes around. If you're saying it because you think that that's what I'd like to hear, I personally haven't called another person brother who was a, who was a minority in 15 to 20 years. So that's not really how we talk to each other. I, I believe that I recall you having had said that word to me a couple of times. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. so we're... I mean that familiarly. Calling me brother because you're a Christian and I'm a Christian. and Or familiarly. And we're... we're Close friends. Yeah, yeah, we're friends. Okay. We're friends. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I say brother, I'm saying f- familiarly, and Christian-wise, I'll say brother too, but more so familiarly. Uh huh. You know, I'll say familiar. <laughs> yeah, you like a brother to me. I call you brother. Hey brother. Or, or hey bro. You know, I'll say something like that. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. You, you're um, kind of talking about all these things. It, it, what's really interesting, and, and this is um is how these ideas of race have actually changed really in the cultural consciousness over the last couple of years. And as this has happened over the last week, I've done a little bit of research and and I I told you that there was one thing that I kind of got wrong and I almost dug in on. Um, And that was um, uh, Charles Darwin. I was claiming uh, at one point that Charles Darwin was a racist. And it, it turns out that that's not correct. Uh, it turns out that he was actually an abolitionist. He didn't like slavery, but I had gotten the entirely wrong idea. And uh, there were some really good reasons why I had gotten the wrong idea, right? Um, another interesting thing, uh, just as a, a side note, uh, even just as far as, or as far back as the 80s, um, there was a picture circulating about uh, Whoopi Goldberg and yeah. Ted Danson, where Ted Danson was in blackface in front of Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi was his girlfriend at the time they were dating and uh, that picture where you know he's up at like the Friars Club or something like some kind of a roast and roasting someone and uh, Whoopi 
Whoopi was laughing hysterically at the jokes that Ted was telling. Um, you know, apparently, and, and so just to be clear, I don't think he had any racist intentions, but he was, uh, he had comedic intentions. Um, and I believe that because his girlfriend, who happens to be a black woman, was okay with it. In other words, if you're dating a black woman and she's okay with what you're doing, then probably there's not a lot of racist intent involved. Well, I mean, one of the things you have to one, one of the things you have to recognize mm-hmm. when you're in the public eye or otherwise is how's that going to look out of context? Out of context, that is yeah. well said. Yeah. How is it going to look out of context? It looks and, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Number one, and, and twenty number, years later, and number two, uh huh. Can you get away with it? Listen. I hang around conservative church people, mm. and you will find that I will say all sorts of foolishness <laughs> to people. Really? Yeah. A couple got married, and I uh-huh. said, uh, they got married during a service, a church service that I'm playing for. And I said, after service in front of the pastor and them, I said, you know what? I'm so glad that you were done with your stupid foolishness that made church longer. I'm so glad that's over. <laughs> And he looked at me at the pastor, and he said, you know, only Louie can get away with saying foolishness like that and not get in trouble, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you, there's certain people who can say certain things, even in a negative context, and get away with it because they people do not believe that you mean any harm mm-hmm. and there are other people who can say the very same thing right and in the same context and they will be blasted and so you have to figure out when it comes to sensitive issues like religion right uh ethnicity mm-hmm. race or cultural or 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 uh, or uh, or gender you have to recognize where you stand <laughs> where you stand on the meter can will, are you allowed to say certain things have you spent enough time in this culture where you have permission to speak into their lives and to say into their lives because they know you mean no harm and they can even vouch for you and not leave him alone he's cool you know she's cool and i think that's something that a lot of people don't recognize so you can't put on blackface mm-hmm. you cannot put on blackface if you haven't given 15 million dollars to the negro college fund and be white you can't put on blackface if you didn't march in selma and you don't have a bunch of black friends who are with you while you're doing it oh well you know you know me like you know i i I say all the time i can't be racist because i have a black cat yes see there you go (laughs) so you can so there's certain things you can do you can't you can't be blackface if you don't put on put on blackface if you don't have any black friends. You know, or you don't go to a black church. Here's the thing: I think if you put on blackface, you're not going to have many black friends. Not necessarily, because it, there's certain things that you can do within a certain con- contextually mm-hmm. that will not cause anger or animosity to the same because of the history you have. Within the uh, within the within that specific specific culture, like for instance, there's some men who can make fun of women in front of women, uh-huh. and the women will laugh. Right. There's. You know and what then, I'm like when I do it, they roll their eyes and go, <laughs> and there, "Whatever." There, there's some men <laughs> who can make fun of women in front of women, and they lose their jobs. <laughs> and so there's a total in the same. Oh, you context. mean you mean attractive men and, and not attractive men? Well, I won't say that. <laughs> I would just say men who some. I, I don't know why, but there's some people 
people just do not offend you with they have a certain charisma that it's it's not offensive right and right. i think that well lou i appreciate the invitation to participate in this blackface thing but i'm going to go ahead and decline well, i cannot say <laughs> that you should even as a black person i'm just be, because of the history i would oh yeah do, I, I i don't i wouldn't do blackface well you know here's the thing i've never actually had any desire to do it i'm not and have i've I, been I, around people who were like hey this is what we're gonna do we're gonna like dress up like michael jackson or whatever and i'm like that just sounds like a terrible idea to me yeah i i think that uh it, it also tells me that you are not around any black people at all if you believe and that tells me that because and let's face it this country is still predominantly white mm -hmm. and you can go <clears throat> for years in certain areas and only see a black person in passing so in that culture in that in that in that ghetto mm -hmm. uh, in a, a cultural ghetto where you never come across any women at all any women or any men or any minorities or any white anyone who any, disagrees with you or, or anybody yeah or anybody, anyone without money for instance or, or anybody who will force you who will force you to think about differently if you're in an all-girls club and you never come you're never with men mm -hmm. and you find any you can say things that you can never say if men were there and i think that once you recognize <laughs> once you recognize that you you know better than posting and taking pictures of things that perhaps might bite you in the butt right. later. You said that in context. You said context is important. Well, context is ex extremely important, and v pictures, particularly, strip the context. Right, except for you know, I mean, you do have Ted Danson and uh, Whoopi like laughing directly at what he's doing so there's a little bit of context there and if you know that they were dating at the time there's a little bit more context a lot of now context. he he actually he got in a little bit of trouble at the time that he did it but he survived because Whoopi came to his defense now part of the reason that this is circulating is because Whoopi's been blasting the Virginia people for for doing basically the same thing and saying that it's unacceptable and there's no reason well wait a minute hold on a second your boyfriend did it in the 80s and you were okay with that and you defended him so like there's a reason that this is coming up and that's you know the hypocrisy um but getting back to uh charles darwin the reason that i thought he was racist was because in the origin of species he actually made the argument um that animals in captivity should not be released now you gotta realize this is 1850 and i interpreted this as an argument against abolition right i i interpret this as an argument for slavery but it turns out he's it's not because he actually did write about slavery directly and said that he thought it was a terrible institution um and he was actually glad that um it was abolished and said that he would have rather had an even worse war uh a, a war that lasted for decades or dozens of years uh, to still abolish the institution of slavery because it was so terrible. Yeah. So, I mean, he definitely was on the right side of that. But then I also saw a, um, uh, and this, this is more evidence on the whole racist side. Uh, he discovered a species of ant, and a lot of people don't realize this, don't, this is not one of his more famous things. He discovered a species of ants that actually took slaves of other ants and it turns out that this particular species as he was watching them was enslaving black ants right and he actually called them in his log n-word ants 
Like he used the actual N word to describe these ants. And so I was actually, well, one of the things that I was struggling with this last week, I was like, wait a minute, people are saying that he's pro-abolition. Yeah. And yet he's using, he's calling these little black ants N-word ants. Like what is wrong with this guy? And so I did a little bit more research and you know what I actually found out was the N-word is actually literally the Latin word for black. So, I mean, as a scientist, it makes sense for him to use the Latin word to describe an ant um, in his in his scientific journals, which was kind of like, you know, you know and, and again, it's like if you strip the context out of that, if you don't know what he's doing, it looks really racist from a modern sensibility. But actually, if you go back and kind of understand what the sensibility was at the time, it was really just another word for black that he was using. And it's kind of actually it now is starting to puzzle me a little bit how we've gotten to the point where it, that is a completely off limits word don't get me wrong i understand it still is <laughs> but um Go it's ahead, interesting i'll give you hundred dollars <laughs> no not a give chance dollars two hundred dollars uh listen i know that you five hundred <laughs> a thousand i mean would there's probably you, be okay forgive the, me or whatever there's, there's but certain things you can't say yeah they just, you know, I mean, and, and soft limits. And, 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 but my point is, it's contextual. Uh-huh. Context is everything. And so, if you could, there's a time when you could say, I'm happy and gay. Mm. Well, N- now I can't say that. I can't say, I, you know, I, I could say, there was a time I could say, I hate gay people. And what I meant was, I hate people who are happy because <laughs> they get on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? But now I can't say that because gay means something else. So contextually, that word has taken on. That, that's why I say that. So the, the time in which you're saying something is also part of the context. It's the context. Yeah. And so keep hope alive can mean it could be very good. But if a white supremacist starts saying keep hope alive, then the context changes. And now that becomes from that. And if it, if, and if it t- catches steam, that keep hope alive becomes negative where and the in 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 another in the hands of another person could be a positive so it's not exactly what you say it's the context in which what is in which what you what you're saying is 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 in and so which which makes sense which is why the the the, the blackface with Ted Danson is totally different than the blackface with someone else who is not dating a black person and doesn't know anything about black culture at all and doesn't care anything about black culture. And so it's, it, they're totally different things. The same thing with ne- negative words. I don't, believe in, I don't believe that you should ever call anybody trash. And yet people, I've heard people say white trash um, from time to time. And I think that's terrible because no one will ever be trash. God didn't make any junk. And so when we say things, that 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 when we say things that that are derogatory to people, uh, even about ourselves, or oh, I'm white trash, I would say no, man, you're not trash. You should never say that about yourself. You're, you're not that. That's derogatory, and should be something that, unless it's a com- comedic situation, shouldn't be anything that you call somebody or call another person right um there's actually a tiktok actually it's very popular right now where people are saying thanks for checking in i'm still garbage and it's um it's kind of uncomfortable when i run across one of those like well you know i i didn't think you were garbage to begin with 
and I, I think it's really weird that you would say that of yourself to total strangers on the internet. Um, you know, why, why do you think that? But you know, a, a lot of that, um, and just to, to be clear, a lot of that, um, actually comes from people who are abused and mistreated and stuff like that. So, I mean, I would, I would totally understand how if they've been thrown away by their parents, they might think that the rest of the world would want to throw them away too, or something like that. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's uncomfortable to hear people, uh, refer to themselves in that way when you know that you value other human beings more than definitely more than trash yeah and i think and that's just one of the things we talk about i mean when you call uh, there is a time you can remember when in britain no smoking a fag is smoking a cigarette i do remember when burning a fag meant throwing the heart of a tree in the ground yeah yeah but now if you say something like that (laughs) you're in trouble you know don't do it you know and so i don't recommend it And, and so that's but the, because the context of well, the word has changed. Sure. The meaning, too. I mean, uh, you know, that's that's not entirely context. Some of that is actually meaning. So the meaning of the word uh, fag used to be uh, the original version of the original meaning was the heart of a tree. And then uh, because cigarettes it, now in well, England, cigarettes. Right, right. But it burns well. So um, when you were lighting a fag, it made sense because it, like there's a relationship because they both burn very well. And then uh, when they got with the when they started using the term fag for homosexuals, the idea was you were going to hell. So again, it's all about things that burn. So that uh, there's a kind of a flow of the word. Well, let me give you some history here. In England, uh-huh. fag, a division of the Chesfair group cigarette known as a fag in colloquial British English fagging in British public schools faggot slang an American English slur for homosexual fags candy now fads and Australian candy so those are all the different meanings of fag just depending on what country you go to and so now if you're depending on where you are that just like my name my middle name or, or, or the short my name is Lou. Uh huh. In England, that means toilet. <laughs> it, I'm going to the Lou. So, so the context of what of how, when you call my name sh- when you shorten my name. Which king of, did they uh, come up with that for? I do not know. The King of France. Okay. So, so, it, Lou. Oh, that makes sense. Louis the Fourteenth was a French king. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so, Lou means going to the bathroom. In England, and now, so a lot of people call me Lou in the states. Uh huh. No one calls me Lou when <laughs> I'm in England. <laughs> so, so the context of the word, the meaning, and, and the meaning of the word. You know, I changes. resisted. I resisted our Dave and Lou presents the trending insurrection at first because nobody calls me Dave. Everyone calls me David, and uh, you know, that's um, a little bit because. Um, my my younger brother hates to be called Dan. He's like, no, it's Daniel, Danielle, Danielle, Danielle. David. So should David, I, should, should I call you David instead of Lou, Dave? Uh, don't worry about it. Are you sure? I yeah, can, I can always change from now on. I'm no, no, no. the great David. It's it's fine. Uh, we're we've 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 chosen our names. Let's stick with it, right? Oh, like, I'm just saying, you know, we, we, um, you know, you call me president someday, but that's that's a different story. Uh, anyway, that's a British song. Oh no, it's it's 
do 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 do. It's a hail to the chief. He's the chief, so you must hail him. Hail to the chief, or he's gonna kick your. Yeah, yeah. I was I was doing the British one. There's a there's a funny movie actually. I think it's called Dave, where this guy Dave ends up the president. I don't know. That guy has played president a couple of times. He played president in Independence Day. He played the president in a movie where he had been elected, and then he played another one where he was the body double of the president, and then the president died. And then, or well, the president ended up on life support, yes. and they didn't want to let the vice president be the president. Yeah, and he found out the vice president was actually a very upstanding person, and not crazy. Like he, they had told him that the vice president was an absolute loon. Yeah, right. So he was like, "Well, okay, I'll I'll go along with this, and we'll try to not let the vice president become president." But then at the end, he realizes that the pres the vice president is a great guy, a very upstanding um, statesman who's been in politics for a long time, and really knows what he's doing and he says okay well you know um and then uh he reveals the whole thing and gets all the people who um who are basically threatening him he puts the goods out on them and then fakes a uh, heart attack and then they send the real president to the hospital and the real president ends up dying at that point that's a great <clears throat> movie yeah that was a really good movie i enjoyed that I should probably have said spoiler alert before all that, but um, well, it's so old that if you haven't seen it, too bad. It's worth it. It's worth going to see. It's 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 it, yeah, it's, a it's good probably movie. on Netflix. I mean, I don't I don't know, but I mean, I haven't seen it's it. Likely, yes. he does a lot of good stuff. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, man, words words mean different things. Like, it's it's funny. It was really it was really funny to me that I I found this this old journal and i mean here he is using that word that i now think of as completely racist and he's just like oh no it's just a a latin word for black no big deal no big deal at all and uh so it's really weird like how things change over time like we and and also it also demonstrates that you really can't apply like modern sensibilities to judgments of people in the past and there's a lot of um that's well said. Yeah. Well, and, and even even 20, 30 years ago, you know, you can't use that anymore. Exactly. Well, and this you is shouldn't. Right. Uh, so you're you're looking at what people said 20, 30 years ago, and you're de- trying to determine whether or not they could currently run uh, the state of Virginia, and it, it really doesn't um, seem to. It, it doesn't. Uh, it seems to me that enough time has passed and it's different enough now at the same time it's it's it's, it's, that, it's hard it's it's case by case because yeah. if i say i if i if i sing a song mm-hmm. <laughs> remember the song that eddie murphy sang on saturday night live i want to Kill the white people. Eddie Murphy does that life. Okay. Yeah, so, but I mean that's comedy. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up a second. Hold up a second. Okay. Hold, hold okay. Up a second. Okay, but that's comedy. Right. But I'll take the context. But suppose. Suppose he said it re- realistically. Suppose he sang that song. Uh huh. Well, you know, re- I think Bender had it better. Bender says, "Kill all humans." Yeah, kill all humans. Bender at least is not a racist. That's true. He may be a mass murderer. Kill he may everybody. want to destroy it, kill all the human race, but he is not a racist. Well, so think about what he says. Now, because Eddie Murphy says, "Kill the white people" in a joke, uh huh. Can I now go back to the annals of Saturday Night Live, and now say Eddie Murphy? Listen clearly. 
you have something against white people because you sang a song and played a character who said who sang kill the white people so can i say because he sang that song he can no longer he can't work for disney anymore because he sang he sang a song called kill you see what i'm getting at and and or, or let's say he sang it seriously because at that time he didn't like white people for whatever reason and now he's running for office well here's the thing i like eddie murphy so i'm basically going to give him a pass because i understand his comedy i don't even think it's really that funny but um i'm not i'm not, I'm not gonna get that upset about it i mean just the fact of the matter is um i'm more upset about somebody proposing something like the green new deal which would have the actual effect of, of killing, killing a lot, a lot of, of people, people. <laughs> than i am about somebody telling a song or singing a song about hey kill all white people like it just doesn't doesn't raise my ire for some reason i i think that we have become overly sensitive we said that the that said this the last show oh yeah because we have no real personal truth and we have no real personal conviction and so because we are so weak we're so weak in the knees because we have no true foundation. We are shaked, or at least we pretend to be shaked by the slightest offense. You know, here's the thing. My response to that, like as I'm thinking about it in my mind, is the old um, Tonto's response. What you mean, we white men? But I can't say that to you. Wow. <laughs> well, enough said. Remember, this is the this is the context for that, right? Tonto and the Lone Ranger are surrounded by Indians, and the Lone Ranger says to him, "Hey, it looks like we're in trouble." And Tonto looks at him and says, "What do you mean, we white man?" <laughs> <laughs> this is like, I'm not with him. <laughs> that is very well said. Wow. Well, listen, I have to go. I need to get out of here. I have had a great time talking with you. This has been a great show. I've, I've really enjoyed making it. I hope people enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy making them. Hey, signing off. This is Lou. This is Dave. David. Yeah. <laughs> and Louie. I hate Louie. Anyway, I'll, we'll speak to you guys <laughs> later. Next time. Bye. Trending Insurrection.